Well, welcome back to the 10th episode of the TundraCast. I know it's been a while, but we're back in action here. And with the season starting up in a couple days, like five or days or so, uh, we're going to have a couple things to talk about. First off, we're going to lead off with the uh, Wardle Juniors and a couple players that have caught our eyes. And uh, after that, we'll have some talk about the New York Islanders and a couple stuff that happened recently, including Matt Barzell and some other things. So, um, obviously, if you didn't know... Uh, well, if you didn't know this, he's been living under a rock, but the Americans have won their fourth gold medal in uh, this deck in the last 10 years. Once again, they beat Canada in the finals. Um, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't a very entertaining game, and I'm, and I'm not saying that because we lost. I, I mean, it's just, it was kind of a boring game all around, kind of a more trap defensive game. Yeah, but that was that was what made it that was made it good because like every single game of the World Juniors was almost always a blowout, and literally there'd be there would there would be times where I would just like turn off the game because it was just such a blowout. Like, like especially yeah, like that. Yeah, like that Canada Germany game. I turned off because I just got so bored. Like I uh, love I the defensive goalie battles. I will say this. Um. Canada played, chose the worst possible time to play their worst game of the World Juniors. Yeah. Um, it was just, they were sloppy all around to start off. Um, and I was saying this in the Discord server, you know, while the game was happening. It was, you know, Canada, this entire the entire World Juniors, outside of maybe um, the game against the Czechs, I think, they came out of every, they came to start every game with respect for their opponents. They played hard. They were more talented, but they went out there and they proved that. They were the more physical team. They were the faster team. They won individual puck battles. They dominated possession and shot chances, right? And um, that's why a lot of those games got so out of hand so early, those Canada games, because the teams going into the game knew Canada was the better team. And then Canada would proceed to spend the next, the first 10 minutes of the game proving they were the better team. And the gold medal game, they just came out completely flat. And America's too talented and um, to come out flat like that. There's and a bit not expect something bad to happen. And in that final game, there's a couple players I was very disappointed with. Um, and one of them, Siakam knows. Uh, I hate yeah. this guy a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Kane Gooley just really did not have a good yeah. tournament. His game against the Americans was not good at all. I mean... The only thing he did was just hit around, and that's the only thing Gooley does. He was terrible defensively. He keeps he keeps letting guys go by them. Like if he's supposed to be a defensive presence on that blue line, he should be able to stop the Americans' best players. And yet he didn't do that. He was like, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The most of Team Canada did not play well. I think Devin Levy or whatever it is, Devin Levi was the best player on Canada. And I mean, I feel bad for him. He he battled it out. He made timely saves. People are going to blame him for the second goal, which was kind of weak, but I don't I don't care. Canada Canada needed to step up and he didn't. And um for the Americans, uh congrats on your win. Uh well deserved, but uh, we still have like 13 more gold medals in you, so... Yeah, keep, <laughs> keep in mind, uh, I'm the only American out of these three, out of us four. Yeah, we're gonna be I'm, in, you. I'm yeah. in a hostile yeah. environment. And I would just like to... Oh, God, that's loud, I just noticed. I'll, I would just like to add that um, Canada's identity is, you know, crash and bang, you know? They make, yeah. they make it hard to play against them. Um, and Crest, I think it was like 3 a.m. when we were talking about this. Was it Siakam? 3 a.m. probably? Yeah, yeah, roughly 3 a.m. Yeah, 3 a.m. we were talking about this with Crest in the Tundra uh, Discord. He said that he noticed, like, he felt that the game was a lot less physical and that, like, a lot of the games were a lot less physical in that, in that final couple games. And he, oh, there, yeah. yeah, and he felt as if it might have been that the league or the IHF was telling these teams to, you know, stop being so physical because there were a lot of injuries happening. Um, and with Canada, that's a bit of a problem, you know, because that's like their whole identity, you know, on top of the skill. They're they're supposed to be really hard to play against. Like, that's like always what they're supposed to be. So it might have changed how they had to play their game a lot. As But with the U.S., they are not as physical. They just 
rely on their skill more, and so they didn't have to change their game as much. So that was a good point, and th thank you to Crash for bringing that up, because that that made me think a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, uh, I was very impressed this this World Juniors with uh, Devin Levi. Um, he's he was a seventh rounder this year for Florida, and the Leafs actually traded the seventh rounder that Florida would end up using to select him. Um, to trade I up mean, in the fourth round. Have, I mean, you do have AA. Yeah, we do yeah. have Askarov. Yeah, but we'll talk about AA later. But Levi is, you know, a lot, you know, I, when I was coming up with my World Junior projections, I had Garand, I had Lennox, and I had Gauthier, I think, making Team Canada. Yeah. Um, Levi was one of my first cuts, mainly because he played for a really weird school last season, and his numbers were, like, a really weird program. And his numbers were good, but they, they I didn't, they didn't, pop out to me as, you know, Team Canada level goaltending. But, you know, this entire tournament, I was really paying attention to Levi because on a team full of first-round picks, we had 19, 20 if you include Doc, um, you know, you know, we have a seventh-rounder as our starting goaltender. But, you know, you know, there could be an argument that he was the best goaltender at the tournament this year. Right, I mean, he was poised. Um, he had a great defense in front of him. Uh, he had a great team in front of him, obviously, but he made timely saves. Um, he, he was almost never out of position. He was very poised, and his rebound control, like Joel Hofer last year for Team Canada, was impeccable. That's the one thing that really stuck out to me about Levi. He he was always square, and you know he 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 set himself up where no matter where the shot is coming from, he was in a position to control where the puck was gonna go. Um, he would be able to stop it with his chest, uh, keep it, keep everything in front of him. Um, while some other goaltenders that we'll probably talk about later, I noticed, you know, the, they they didn't seem as in control. You know, if a puck was coming, you know, they didn't know where they were going to go with it, you know, how they were going to stop it. And um, you know, Levi's poise and rebound control really, really, really impressed me this tournament. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that out of him. I didn't think that was going to come. And I also think that this tournament solidified that, um, once again, it's only the World Juniors. It's not really a good place to um, evaluate, evaluate prospects because, I mean, we see a lot of guys that look steadily there, and yet they just turn to crap like Curse Lazar, for example. Casey Millstat. Exactly. Or Nathan McKinnon, who only scored one point in the World exactly. Juniors. Exactly. It's not a good place to like rate prospects, but... I don't know. I think Levi has certainly um, turned some heads in the NHL world. And oh, yeah. uh, if he has another great year in college, um, Florida should uh, consider maybe dealing Knight for uh, some better assets that can help them. Because Knight, I know people are going to say he had three shutouts or whatever, but I don't know. There's always something about drafting goalies in the first round. Jack Campbell is a first rounder. I mean, well, Jack Campbell is also the best goal in the league, but um, <laughs> there's also Mark Visitine. Um, there's there's other ones that I can think of, but, but uh, yeah, there's always a risk to draft goals in the first round. And I don't know, Knights didn't really impress me all too much. Just just to be fair. And but I mean, at the same time, you always do get goalies that are amazing that you draft in the first round. Of course, Mark Andre yeah. Fleury. A lot of people think that he's the best goalie of the last decade. He was went first overall. <laughs> Carey Price. Um, who else? Yeah, I wonder who said that. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Yep. He did go in the first. I mean, it's just the the, the success rate on goalies is. So... Actually, no, Carter Hart was a second round pick. Carter Hart was a second round. He was a second round pick. Yeah. I do wow. believe Vasilevsky went in the first round. Oh, yeah, Vasilevsky was in the first round. You, know yeah. you know who else went in the first round? Malcolm Subban, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, goalies are such a weird breed. Like, they are. It's so hard to They're even goalies. gauge a goalie. Yeah. A lot of, and also there's a fact that the mental part of being a goalie is hard, and that is big, and it depends on the environment, too. Like, you could be playing, like, I look at Frederick Anderson. He's playing against Toronto, biggest market. The media is always on you, and he manages to deal with it. But I don't know. You have another goalie who maybe isn't as strong mentally. He comes here, has a bad game. He has a city or, an, well, I guess, an area of almost like six or seven, more than that, probably million people dogging him. So it's that there is a big mental part to that game as well. 
Yeah, goalies are are super hit and miss. Even even like I'm even though like I like when a goalie does well at the World Juniors, we like to we like to put them up on a pedestal, right? Like I just said how high I was on Levi, but you know sometimes we also have to keep in mind that like as Shane mentioned, you know prospects that do well at the World Juniors, especially goaltenders, um, aren't necessarily you know going to be you know great at the next level because goalies are such a wild card. Like I remember 2015, it was um, when we had Zach Vitali in that when Canada okay. won gold. Right, <laughs> that guy had a 950 save percentage and a 0.5 goals against average going into the gold medal game. He was absolutely insane for Team Canada that year, and a lot of Habs fans looked at him as you know That's the apparent Carey Price, right? Because like you know, a lot of people don't watch junior hockey, right? The only junior hockey that they watch is the World Juniors, and they see this this young you know this young local kid who's got the size that Carey Price did, very comparable size to Carey Price, you know, um, and plays with a similar style to Carey Price and puts up absolutely insane numbers on the world's biggest junior stage, and they automatically expect big things. But, you know, I think part of that pressure is what got to him. And Fikali is playing in, what, the ECHL this year? Um, or he did last year, right? And he's basically not even, he's not even with Montreal anymore. Right, so we always do have to be hesitant, especially with goalies. You know, not to you know expect too much of them too soon. Yeah, I can say the same thing. In 2017, when Tyler Parsons was the goalie for the United States, like Flames fans are like, "Oh my God, we have our goalie for the, of the future. Parsons going to be a stud," and yet he's stuck in the ECHL. Well, well, I think the thing is, is like, because goalies are such a weird breed. No one can say with a shadow of a doubt that they know how a goalie is going to do. No one can say if it's a solid thing or not because goalies are so such a weird breed. Yeah, yeah. you can even see in the NHL where Bennington had a phenomenal rookie year in the next. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Oh uh, yeah, um, I mean, I had, a, I actually had a bunch of guys outlined, but if so, if you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a pretty big guy for prospects. You know, I watch a lot of tape as well. Um, so, uh, sorry, sorry, you know, guys, I, my, I, my, I, my I internet just cut out. Can you, can you, can you say what you did? Because I'm recording, obviously. So, can you just say what part? you said before? Like you were talking, Shay. Your sentence. Oh. Okay. All right. So, like, did you get the Bennington part? Uh, the start of it. All right. So just repeat that. Yeah. All right. I mean, you can even you can even see in t- sorry, you can even see in today's NHL where um, Bennington had a phenomenal rookie year, and the next year he just crapped the bed. You Don't know? get me started on Bennington. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like you guys said, like you guys said, uh, it goaltending is such a weird position that uh, it's hard to judge. But I, I, what? All due respect to that argument, um, I, I think Levi. I don't know. I think I think Levi has a good chance of a good angel future if he can continue what he did in college. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys have made your shortlist. I, I have a shortlist, and we've talked about a few of them. We've talked about Levi. We we've talked about. We briefly mentioned the scare off, but there, there's a couple guys on my list of guys that I thought really impressed me or really like disappointed me. This, this, this yeah. World Juniors. Um, um, if you guys don't mind, um, I, I'll, I'll I just... was just gonna do like the Predators prospects because they're the ones I have been. Yeah, which is our team's prospects. They're they they're the ones that I've have that that I've been personally writing notes about since the World Juniors started. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, um, that, that, I, mean, I mean, I have, I have, I have stuff on the leaf on on the the big leaf prospects too. Yeah, um, but yeah, since like day I mean, one of the World Juniors, I've been writing notes on all. Well, the we prospects. can we can get we can get to that. We can get to that right after, right? Um, but just just is... because you know, for um, specifics case, right? We do overall guys first, and then we go into our. Oh, individual. Yeah. And also, Siakam's our resident scout. He knows everything to know there is about prospects. So. He's gonna let him talk about them. That's why he's right. on this podcast. One player, one player that uh, impressed us, and one player that disappointed us. Okay, well, um, I'm gonna go with go like long. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm okay, so I'll, I'll I'll just go with my, with my two guys. Um, and um, you can call me a homer, um, because this this prospect that really impressed me, 
Well, I wouldn't even say impressed me or surprised me because I've been riding this bandwagon since the draft uh, when they took this guy in the, in the early third round. And he won defenseman of the tournament for Finland um, and, and the entire tournament, which is Topin Yamala. Um, and I, I love this guy. Uh, I've been a fan since I was looking at the 2020 um, drafts ahead of the draft and looking at potential guys the Leafs could take in the first and second round. And Yamala was a guy who just kept on pop, kept popping up on my screen because the only areas to his game that need to be developed or need to be worked on are very, very fixable. Um, the, the thing about Yamala is he's such a smooth skater. Um, it's a very underrated part of his game. He skates very well. He has good offensive ex- instincts, right? But the big thing is he played last year as a 17, 18-year-old in Finland's top league, a men's league. So that's why his numbers, when you go on elite prospects, they don't look that you know enticing. You don't go, hey, that's first-round, second-round talent right there. But uh, the way he plays the game, the way he sees the ice, um, his hockey IQ is off the charts. And he plays, he plays such a smart two-way game. And he's so responsible with the puck. Uh, the only main thing that Niemel doesn't have going for him is he still needs to work on his offensive instincts. And that's something that really surprised me at the World Juniors. It has me really excited for him as a prospect because he's clearly taken steps since the tape that I watched from him last season to this season. He jumps in the play more often. He's a lot more engaged on offense. He outscored Vilja Hinola at the World Juniors this year. I mean, and I'm high on Hinola. And on top of all that, right now, he's a right-handed shot, and all he really needs to add is more weight. He's still young. He's like 6'1". He, he just needs to add a couple pounds and get, you know maybe grow a little bit. And he could, um, as a Leafs fan, I'm so excited for what he can bring to the table. Um, I think, you know, especially the offensive production that he's shown so far in the World Junior, he showed this year in the World Juniors, the improvement on that end and his awareness. I mean... I think the sky is the limit for this kid. I said he was going to be a top four defenseman one day for the Leafs when we drafted him. Uh, I, I'm even more certain of that now. Um, he's a phenomenal talent. And this isn't me just overreacting about a prospect. This is a guy I've loved since day one. And someone you're down on, Siakam? Someone I'm down on? Um, I mean, this one. This one's pretty obvious. Um, I'm not going to talk about the other one. Um, Byfield. Yeah, yeah, this one yeah. by field was absolutely abysmal this World Juniors. You, like, was... like, here's the thing. People are going to look at it and say, wow, he had seven points in seven games. Six, six of those points came in one game. <laughs> Against, like, Swiss. Exactly. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on being I'll let you guys Byfield. know Byfield. I, there's not much to say about him. Um, he had an abysmal World Juniors first uh, returning. Yeah, and someone I'm high on, I gotta agree with Siakam, because, you know, when I, when I first uh, saw that, you know, when I first saw that, uh, what's his name, Miyamo was drafted, I, you know, I thought he was going to be a decent defensive guy, like a pretty good defensive guy, because well, from I could see that that was his big strength, I didn't see too much offensive potential, but then he completely proved me wrong at this World Juniors. He went. I went into uh, looking at Finland's team, thinking he'd be maybe their third best defenseman, but he was by he was their best by the uh, like by the defenseman of the year kind of thing. But I I'm really surprised at how much he improved from what he did last year, and I'm really excited because there are so many good Leafs defensive prospects, and he, we just added a new one to the ranks and like Siakam said uh, I was he made a b- big strides when it came to his offensive game and I wasn't as high as uh, high on him as I was as, as Siakam was sorry but he definitely proved me wrong when it came to his offensive capability so I I'm not mad about that at all and a player that you're down on oh yeah Byfield for sure he did not do that. <laughs> I guess I'll go now um I'm actually gonna start the player I was down on I was thankful by Phil, but since you two already chose him and we already kind of went to why, um, I won't really choose him. And for me, it's between um, Cole Caulfield and Jack Quinn. Um, oh, both yeah, players that I love to pick on. And I'm going to go with Cole Caulfield in this one. I'm sorry, Havis fans. I don't like him. 
All of his points have came. All of his points came on the power play first of all, and for a supposedly, and and I mean the Hazards are making him to be an elite goal scorer. I don't know. He was on the top line with Trevor Zegra, who by the way had 18 points, and I'm lying because I I wanted him back in 2019, and we took Broberg. No disrespect to Broberg, I like you, but <laughs> Zegra would have been special. But, um, I mean, Caulfield was really disappointed. This was his second World Juniors, and he really didn't improve that much. Only 5.7 games, once again, all on the power play. And, I mean, two goals in seven games for the for the supposedly best sniper in in the tournament just doesn't cut it for me. And same thing with Jack Quinn. I mean, the only reason, the only reason why he made the team was just because Audrey Turingy was the head coach. Yeah, like, yeah. As much as they hate on the Penguins and their prospects, I I Kulen should have made the team instead. Easily, easily. And yeah, Quinn making a team was mind-boggling. I don't know how he made it, but yeah, th- those two players were really disappointing for me. And the player that really caught my eye, and um, he's kind of going a bit under the radar right now because no one seems to be talking to him. He was on Team Germany. Oh, and Paterka. Dutzel and Paterka. Paterka. is getting all the hype. But this guy has gotten really no uh, coverage at all, and that's Florian Eliash. Um, oh. Nine points oh. in five. Oh. Eliash, oh. yes. Oh. Florian Eliash was one of the best forwards on that Germany team. While Stutzel was there doing the playmaking, um, and Paterka was there getting the goals in. Eliash brought that menacing two-way game, and he and as well he can put the puck uh, puck at the back of the net. At nine points in five games. Um, I believe. Someone fact-check this, but I believe he's angel. He's angel eligible this year, so because I don't think I he believe, has been drafted yet, right? I believe so. I, I don't think so, he's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. drafted. Yeah, probably over twenty twenty one. I think he's gonna be a stud. Like if he if he can light up the, if he can light up the German leagues and continue his performance here, I I take a flyer him in the late first round, early second round, just like Paterka, because I he has a lot of skill, and I don't know. There's like there's something to his game that I just really like. And he and for a guy that no one knew coming into the tournament, he certainly made a name for himself. And next year he will be back there with Paterka and Germany. Germany's gonna have a damn good squad next year too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Rossi. Um, I'll I'll start with someone I'm high on, and uh, I would say I'm very I was I'm very high on Dylan Cousins. Uh, oh yes, yeah. I know I. Yeah. Like he basically came in, you know, had to take the had to take the you know rotating captain mantle after Doc got injured, and it seemed like he just owned it. Like he just went with it, and he he just impressed me so much to the point of like I legitimately thought like he should have been picked a lot sooner than he did just because of his play. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely was great, especially because Doc wasn't there. You know, he had to step into that yeah. top forward role, and he did it well, really well. Yeah, and he thrived I mean, in it. He didn't let yeah. anything really get in his way. The the one thing about Cousins what, that I noticed that the World Juniors was almost every single shift he was on the ice, he flashed on the screen. He was doing something always. He was he was either winning a puck battle, making a defensive play, scoring goals, setting up teammates. Like like he's a great talent, right? But one thing about him that I really loved watching this year at the World Juniors was how hard he played, how and how often he made winning plays for his team. Um, and putting us like even if you took Dylan Cousins' tournament this year and you took away all the goals and all the assists that he had as Canada's one C, he still had an amazing World Junior. Even if you take away, even if he had zero goals and zero assists for the entire tournament, the way he played those games, he was Canada's best forward by far, and it's not even close. Just, yeah. just the way he played and the plays he made, um, he was just incredible. Uh, the Sabres got a good one. Let's hope they don't fuck him up <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, Cousins, he literally he fits Canada's. You know, I was talking about identity before. He fits Canada's identity perfectly. Very cool. And I guess for someone I'm down on, uh, someone I'm down on is Lucas Raymond. You know, he was kind of drafted, expected to be this big scorer, and he didn't really do much of that in the in the World Juniors. Uh, All right. 
Um, to, be, to be fair, I didn't watch a lot of Sweden's tape this year. They didn't yeah. have um, they didn't have a lot of Leafs prospects, and um, uh, they they didn't play Canada. They didn't end up playing Canada. So um, all all I remember was molding at all set for all <laughs> all the yeah. hell for for messing with my pickums. That's all I remember from Sweden. Um, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, Lucas, right. if you see Lucas Raymond didn't play that well. Let's talk about uh, our prospects now, and I'll start off. First, I'll talk about our, our Finnish prospect, Yuso Parisian. He wasn't really known, I mean, before this. I didn't even know him. I'll admit that right now. I didn't really know much about him. I knew we drafted him in the seventh round, and that was really it. But I got to say, uh, he he impressed me. Uh, he had two goals and two assists. You know, he was a minus one. But he had a game-winning goal in that, and he was he was really uh, disciplined the entire time, and he showed he showed flashes of being something more than just a seventh-round pick. Uh, he 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 just really impressed me when it came to like uh, a, a prospect, and then next I guess I'll go with Philip Tomasino. Oh, I love Tomasino. Philip Tomasino was very impressive. I was already high on him because of what he did with Oshawa, getting that, like, 100 points in, like, 62 games. But uh, he he really impressed me with, uh, you know, with Team Canada. He came out guns blazing more than, you know, I thought he would. And he really proved that he deserved to be more than on, like, the third line or fourth line that he started on. He had the six points in seven games, and I think he did prove that he's what he was drafted to be and that he was he was worth more than just being on that third or fourth line. All right, and then I guess the Russians. Yeah. Keep keep in mind, our oldest prospect is, I think, Parisian at 19. That was in the World Juniors. The rest were 18. Well, I mean... I mean, 19 is the oldest, 19th, the oldest. prospect could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, will be 19, 18. Yeah. So, I think I'll, 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 I'll talk about Semen Chistakayev. Semen Chistakayev, uh, he, he was good in the the beginning but like the rest of Russia's defense he kind of just dropped off uh now I'm not down on him at all or really anything but I will say he did look good defensively a lot but I had wished I would have seen a bit more offense he's very fast because of his size so you know because he you know he's small he's fast and he just looks like a great defender, like someone that you can count on, you know? Like, he's only 5'11", but he looks like he can just be there, you know? He had the he had three three points in seven games with a plus one. So that that's what I kind of have to say about him. But here are the two longer ones. First of all, we have Igor Afanasyev. Igor Afanasyev is someone I'm, I'm high on uh, before. He did good in the OHL with um, Windsor, uh, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, wait, hold on. What's that background noise? I think it's Ryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like some background noise going on. From I can hear from you. Is that? Yeah, it's you. Try meeting yourself, and I'll tell you if it is you. Uh, yeah, it's him. Yeah. yeah, it's him. It's Ryan. <laughs> I that was so, like the background noise was so distracting. I was just like, eh! yeah, exactly. I was like, what the hell is? I that? was like fumbling so much because I thought it was coming from me. So I was like looking around to see if there was. <laughs> Wait, there was, can, like, you, can, you can you guys? Can you guys? Yeah, now I can. It's uh, yeah, it's you. It's like <sighs> it's gone now for me. Oh, now it's gone. Yeah, now it's gone. Oh, it's my res is right next to a fucking train track, <laughs> and there was a train going by that I couldn't. Hear, I, that my windows were open and I couldn't hear because I had my headphones on. Oh. 
mic is my laptop mic. So oh. all of a sudden, I could just hear like, oh, and I was just like, my what bad, the fuck? Boys. My bad, boy. My room gets really hot, so I opened the window. And, I was uh, just, I was terrified that it was something on my end, and I was just like, no, 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 no. I feel so, so like, bad for Coral that you have to edit all the sound. <laughs> should I just, should I restart entirely, or should I just resume? Just continue on, continue on. Okay. Actually, would you mind restarting that part about what's his name? This time, just or yeah, okay, I'll do that. So, I get so I'll start on the Russians and I'll do uh, summon just first. He was a good, you know, defender, defender, especially for his size. You know, he's 5'11, he's not very, he's only weighs like 179 pounds. He had, you know, three assists, three points in, you know, the seven games. But as the rest of Russia's defense did, is he kind of fell off and underperformed in the last couple games that they played. Um, but that, I, you know, he's more one of the more quick ones to get out of the way, so I wanted to start off with him first. So I'll go with the second Russian prospect for the Predators, is Igor Afanasyev. He had five points in seven games. And I was really impressed with him. He he looked good when he was out there. He looked confident, and he was physical, and he was dominant. He 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 was very impressive, and he brought that physical presence that you know we that the Predators kind of drafted him for. He definitely looks like he could be a future power forward for us. And. Right. Now for the last prospect, Yaroslav Askarov. He was drafted 11th overall, as you know. And as everybody knows who's part of the Discord server, I am very, very, very high on him. Yeah. Very. Yes, can attest to that. Very. Um, but I will say this. Yaroslav Askarov looked shaky. He looked like he got in his own head. When he looked confident, the defense wasn't helping him. It just—it was just not a good tournament at all for him. And even, and even with how bad everyone was saying his tournament was, he was still the fifth best goaltender in the entire tournament. So while he did have a meh tournament. And like nothing went right for him, I still think he did. He did okay, which isn't as good as I want it, or anybody who's a Predators fan, or anybody who likes Askarov would want it. But I think he did okay, and I think he would go back to the KHL and continue doing what he had been doing in the KHL. Yeah, um, Askarov. Askarov is. Askarov is what. Um, a lot of people said he was after last year's World Juniors, um, but he's definitely markedly improved in some areas, but he's clearly an athlete. He's an athlete at goalie who's very fast for his size. Um, and he still has a few areas that he, he has to work on. Um, but that's okay, because, you know, the Predators didn't draft this guy to be their starter next season. They had mm-hmm. Sark, who's a, who's a guy who can be their starter for... Two, three seasons. I and even so. th- and even then, we have Ingram too. Exactly, um, who I'm also high on. So yeah. you know, they have time. You know, they can give they can give Askarov the three four years he needs to really develop his game before coming to the AHL level. Um, um, for me, at the time when the Predators drafted him, he seemed like a bit of a luxury pick, but he's going to be a good goalie. He just he here's what I think about Askarov. It seemed like you know. When the when he looked confident, his defense wasn't helping him. When he looked shaky, he was just getting, you know, trashed on. But, you know, he still ended up having, you know, a 250 goals against average and a 914 save percentage. And it, it's kind of weird because you look at that with the 250 goals against average and 914 save percentage. That's a bad tournament for him. Uh, and you look at what he did, in the, and you look at what he's doing in the KHL. He has a .96 goals against average with a .962 save percentage. So I think maybe he got in his head a little too much, 
during the World Juniors, especially after last year, especially with how Coral said how such a big portion of the playing goalie is a mental aspect. I think he got in his head a bit. All right. Yeah. Is that all you got to say, Rossi? That that's all I got to say about uh, the Predators' prospects. All right. It's up to Shay now. Um, all right. Are we ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, so there's only there's only two prospects for the Oilers at the World Juniors. Uh, one of them, I, I guess I'll start with Phil Broberg. Um, I mean, first of all, I feel bad for the guy. First off, that Sweden had that what 56 game game winning streak um, in the uh, in the what's it called around Robins, and that I mean his team unfortunately uh, lost that streak. But another thing is that he was just—he's just been injured all all tournament, and yet I don't know why the coach kept deciding to play him twenty four seven and on the top pair on the PK when he knows he has a groin injury and a shoulder injury, which can hurt the kid's confidence first of all, and secondly, it can make him get injured even more. I didn't—I didn't understand it, and I mean that's why, and I think that's why Broberg didn't really have the. The best tournament because he was injured and the coach kept fucking playing. Okay, I should not swear, but the coach <laughs> kept. Okay, the coach kept freaking playing him. All right, and I mean, I, I it's tough for him because this is his third World Junior, and it's gonna be his final one. Because next year he'll be at the Oilers training camp, and probably will make the team. And the, you know, it sucks that he won't even get a gold or silver medal in his time at the juniors um and i mean he was the captain of that team and i mean it just must suck but i have high hopes for him i know a lot of people aren't the highest on him i am um i, I have a lot of hope for him and uh yeah i'm excited to see what he can do once he recovers from that injury and yeah and the second prospect is dylan hallway people are gonna look at hallway stats and say he was garbage um hallway's job was not to bring off offense to the team he was his job was to shut down the other other team, team's top players, play defense, and play a physical role, and that's what he did for the last couple of games. Honestly, his first couple of games he was off to a slow start. Apparently, he was not, he was dealing with a minor injury, but um, yeah, his last couple of games of the tournament were his best games there, and um, he was honestly one of the better players against the U.S. Yeah, he didn't he didn't really do anything offensively, but when the Americans were in the Canadian zone a lot, a lot of times when Dylan Holloway was out there, he'd get the puck out, and he'd start a four-check in some some way, shape, or form, and he played physical, and that's what they need. Um, I mean, it sucks that he couldn't really do anything offensively in the tournament, but there's always room to grow there. I know that was one of the biggest um, wild cards of his game when being drafted that he is a for sure NHLer. He's probably probably the most NHL ready, but he doesn't have a lot of upside compared to guys like Amirov, compared to guys like Mercer. And um, if he can work on that in in Wisconsin with uh, the Buck Cole Caulfield, I I think um I I think you'll just have a good player in there. Uh, not I know people once again people are gonna say he had a terrible tournament. Ira, I'm calling you out on that, but um he I think I think. Call had a solid tournament. I expected him to play solid defensively, and that's what he brought. Um, yeah, uh, Holloway's a great skater, though. That's something that people don't talk about enough. Yeah. He's such a fast skater, um, and that's why, and that's why he got used in that in that role uh, with Newhook and Pelliche to start the to start the World Juniors because they're all. Well, Newhook's more of a, a physical guy. He plays with a bit more physicality than the guy like Holloway. But Holloway's a guy who's got good defensive instincts, and he can just fly from yeah. end to end of the ice. And um, there's, I have, I, I like Holloway. I like Amirov more, but yeah, just because of the upside pick, just because of the potential. But Holloway's a at the at his at his floor. I think Holloway will be a third line center for the for the Oilers one day, and that's yeah. that's just if things don't pan out for him. Um, yeah, he is a great talent, great talent, and I'm high on Broberg too. Um, lots of potential there. Um, 
know, lots of great offensive instincts. You know, if he pans out, he could be a top pairing guy. Um, at worst, he's a top 60 man. I, I think he'll play NHL minutes for sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, me and Siakam here, and obviously we're Leafs fans. We get um, bullied a lot for being Leafs fans. But mm-hmm. I think no one can deny that the Leafs have a, a really solid def- uh, pro- God, prospect. I don't even know the word. Prospect pool. Thank you. Yeah. So, prospect pool. And at this tournament, they had six players. Um, we've already talked about uh, Topi and Yema. Uh, defenseman of the tournament and the other ones were either on team russia or team finland and siakam is going to start us off with our team finland prospects um okay so team finland had two two guys um besides niemla and um i think both of them had a good world juniors um i'm not going to go out of my way and say that they wowed me but um, they were good. Um, and, uh, I mean, the, Niemla was the one standout, but Miko Kokkinen, uh, former third rounder of the Leafs just last year, 84th overall, um, to, uh, last, at last year's World Juniors, he won one of Finland's top three players at the tournament as a defenseman, um, which was great. And this year, he was the third D-man for them because Niemla showed up, and Heinola is just a special talent. He's NHL ready. Um, and you look at Cochran's numbers. I think he only had, like, one point in those World Juniors, right? Um, but, you know, if you, if you look at him in, in the past, he had two goals the, the year before that. You look at his stats in Ukraine this season, he's had, he has three assists in 18 games, and you look at even Ukraine last season, in 40 games, he only had 10 points. Um, Cochran's not an offensive defenseman. He's not a Topi Niemela, you know, you know, potential guy. He's not a guy like Broberg um, or or Makar or Byram or Drysdale, these offensive mind guys. Um, you know, people talk about how Sanderson's offensive upside is limited. Kalkinen's offensive upside is limited. Sanderson still has some potential there. Yeah. Um, Kalkinen's just um, – he's a defensive guy. He's not going to put up points. Um, and that's okay. Um, you, know, you're, you know, when you make a team – Right when you construct a team, you're not gonna have six guys on your blue line that can all move the puck and score, um, and and get and get points. Um, you know, you, sometimes you need a, a physical presence. You know, uh, a guy who's just there for defense. Um, a guy who like similar to the role Kevin Ball played for Team Canada last season. You know, guys like that contribute to winning hockey. Um, and he's been very solid in Europe. Um, uh, he played. You know, he played well this year. For, for Finland at the World Juniors as um, one of the older players, a guy who who has experience, who played with Finland last year um, as one of the few returnees that Finland had. He, you know, he played well. He was solid. He was dependable. They played him on the penalty kill. Um, and he was he was very, very respectable. Um, I was I was ex- I was hoping for more um, um, just from an offensive playmaking perspective, like I was looking for out of Topi. But, you know, the fact that I didn't see it is a little bit disappointing, a little bit unfortunate. Um, but at that point, you're just you're just asking for the, for the world. Um, you know, um, Kaufman is going to be a solid guy. Um, he might, you know, be a top 60 man for us. Um, um, it's not a certainty. Um, not, I'm, not, I'm not as bullish on, on Kaufman as I am on Yemela. And... Um, Especially with all the other young guys the Leafs have on that blue line, you know, Cochran might be a guy who never plays a game in a Leafs jersey, but he's he's definitely got the floor to do so. I think he could be a top six D man for us, a bomb pair guy, you know, like a Bogosian type, um, with a bit more skating ability. A Bogosian can't skate to save his life. Hervinen, um, <laughs> Hervinen is again solid. Just he just had a really solid camp. He was almost points point per game. He had six points. Um, in seven in seven minutes, um, he's only five nine, um, and that's um, that's something that team you know other fan bases and fans are going to pick at all oh, the Leafs. Look at the Leafs drafting another short winger from Europe. You know where's the six three two hundred pound Canadian kid, right? Um, you know Herman is a short guy, but he's got lots of talent. And and this is going to be something that you notice a lot of the t- with with this year's draft for the Leafs. They went with a high hockey IQ player. Um, Hervinen's 5'9". 
he's undersized, but he's got he's he sees the game so well, and that's something that again is going to repeat when you talk about these Leafs prospects from this year's draft class. Um, because I think there was an emphasis on that. He reads the game well. He's defensively responsible. He comes back and gets the puck. Um, he plays hard, and he can put the puck in the net as well at a decent clip. Um, I think uh, last year in as as a as an eight, as a seventeen year old in in uh, Finland's top league, the guy had sixteen points in fifty two games. I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad for a seventeen year old. Yep. Um, and he's gonna keep improving, and I'm hoping he's gonna grow a little bit, maybe get five ten, five eleven, add a little bit more weight to him. But you know, the Leafs need guys like that. You know, we have our guys like Matthews and and Marner, um, guys that can just put the puck in net in the net at will or play make and have a great offensive skill set right we need we need guys like a zach hyman or you know a Ilya mikhaev right we need more of those guys down the line and um that's what hervin is going to be if he you know put grows a little bit you know and adds a little bit of weight you know he's got the potential to be one of those guys because his hockey iq is already there and you know his limitations are his physicals and I'm okay with that because as a lot of players like Martin St. Louis have shown, you don't have to be big in the NHL to have success um, as long as you play with the right mentality. And um, I think Herbman is going to be a, a great player for the Leafs one day, probably third, fourth line. Um, I don't want to boost too many expectations for him, but he's got the talent and I like him as a player. All right. Well, I'm going to move over to Russia and I'm going to start off with Mikhail Abramov. Now, Abramov was in and out of the lineup for what reason? I don't know why, because he played really good while he was in the lineup. Um, he had three points in five games. Should have been seven points, uh, seven games, but whatever. Um, and, he, you know, he had the one goal, he had the two points, and that's his game. He is really, really offensive. He's not the biggest guy. He's six foot, 185 pounds, so he's not small either. But um, his whole thing is his offense. Last season, um, in the QMJHL, he had 76 points, 63 games, sorry. Um, so, like I said, offense is his game. You know, he has to improve on his defensive game. He has to maybe be a bit more tenacious, but uh, there is a lot in front of this guy. He, I honestly see him as one of the steals of the draft reliefs in the fourth round at 115th overall. He could be someone that slots, slots into the Leafs' top nine at some point in the future. So, I, I myself, am really, really high on him. Um, but, yeah, he did have a decent road juniors. I feel like he should have played more, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I do think... Is he going to be back next season? No, he's not going to be back next season. No, road no, juniors. He's not, he's not. Yeah, but I, I do think he'll end up playing on the AHL at some point next season and I do have a lot of hope for this guy and the second one is Rodion Amirov now I don't think there's anyone in this call right now that is low on a Rodion Amirov I know Shay loves him even though he hates the Leafs um I don't know about Rossi yeah, I love him. yeah. I love him. Shay loves him a lot uh I don't know about Rossi Rossi what do you think what about a uh, Rodion Amirov Oh, I love Anamirov. Anamirov, yeah. Anamirov. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. but oh, Wait, wait, wait. Am I not supposed to say that because I'm not a Leafs fan? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> no, I don't like him. I don't like him. He's <laughs> bad. Bad. Leafs no. bad. <laughs> but, yeah, Amirov, he can, he is such a good, like, playmaker. I think that's his big, um... Thing. He is a really good playmaker, but I didn't see too much out of him in this uh, World Juniors. He had six points in seven games. I was hoping he'd be above point per game, but you know it is what it is. Uh, but there is a very very bright future ahead of this guy. Um, at least drafted drafted him at fifteen. A lot of people were mad about it for some reason. Uh, I guess they just wanted Caden Gooley, which uh, <laughs> yeah, Shay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, I, I myself, am really happy. He is a, he's pretty skinny. I'm not gonna lie, six foot, and he's only 168 pounds. But you know, 
the Leafs are all have that sports science on in their belt. They will make him a beast, no question about it. Uh, but he is has a really good chance of uh, slotting into the Leafs' top six at some point in the future, and he's going to be playing in the um, I guess KHL it is this season, and he's already had eight points in twenty three games in the in Russia. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, but I think he's going to be mostly playing in the KHL, which is. Of course, Europe's top league. Um, and he's already had 8 points in 25 games, which, I mean, it isn't amazing, but he's only 19, so I don't expect too much. But I do think he'll end up coming to the AHL at some point, and he's going to start making his step to the Leafs in not too long. And, of course, the last Leafs prospect at the World Juniors, uh, Arthur Akitimov. Akitimov. Yeah. I, I no, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how to say his name, but uh, call me A. <laughs> yeah, A. Yeah, it's Act Yamov, but you know, whatever. Sorry. A. Yeah. Um. He did not play. Um. He played once. He did. De- he did pretty good. Nine four four save percentage. One goal on eighteen shots. But he probably should have played more, to be honest. Yeah. Because you know, well, we talked about Askarov before. He was not that great. Uh. But. I was, no. uh, I was really expecting AA to start the the gold, the bronze medal game for Russia. That's why I voted for them in pickups. I was like, Askarov's not starting. They're gonna win now. But yeah, that that you know what I thought the same. Stop thing. it! <laughs> this is all ban word. This is this is, this is bullying. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't play that much, so there isn't much to go off of. But from his uh, time in the. Um, MHL, VHL, KHL, he does look like he's going to be pretty good in the future. For sure, for sure. All right. I think that is going to wrap up our World Juniors, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, in that case, thank you very much for listening. And from all of us at the Tundra Cast, have a good day.